there, Leapers. This is Aaron Moss, uh, one of your hosts, the editor, and all-around brotherhood. <laughs> Just a quick uh, little comment for this episode. Uh, for one, as you're going to hear, it is a Halloween special. We are reviewing... Try that in English. We are reviewing the episode entitled The Boogie Boom, otherwise known as the Halloween episode. Um, again, just a little background. I'm not a superstitious person. I don't, I, I don't want anyone thinking I'm, you know, superstitious, as I call it. But uh, just to go along the Halloween theme, uh, we're going to go lean into that a little bit. Uh, this episode is. Uh, for some reason, Hayden's audio is not quite as clear as it normally is. Uh, Hayden's our special guest that we normally have on the show. It's not quite as clear as it normally is. So I'm going to blame it on my uh, my wife, Michelle, constantly saying the name of this episode. Because, again, she's much like me. She's not superstitious. She likes uh, laughing in the face of superstition. So she keeps saying the name. So I'm going to blame the poor quality of the of Hayden's audio. On that, so please bear with us as we present you a very special Halloween episode of the Starbright Project. Go ahead and roll the intro, Aaron. All right, Aaron. Welcome to the Starbright Project. This is still the Starbright Project, and I am still your ghost. Your ghost? Your ghost for the evening, Aaron Brotherhead Moss. And, well, we are still looking at the TV show Quantum Leap. But, as you may notice, not the first Thursday of the month. No. Check your calendars, kids. This is Halloween. And so tonight, me and my beautiful wife, Michelle, are bringing you a very special Halloween episode of the Starbright Project. Join us for this multi-episode spooktacular as me and Michelle, or Michelle and myself, as which Welk, my, my one of my old teachers would correct me, and join us and our special guests for these Halloween treats. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Starbright Project. This is a special Halloween edition. Uh, as usual, I am one of your hosts, Aaron Moss. And as usual, joining me is my wife, Michelle. Hello, hello, hello. And we're not alone today. As usual, we have our friend from down under, Hayden McQueen. Hey, Hayden. Uh, 
thanks for inviting me to the party. It always is nice being invited out, especially when I'm in lockdown. But I do have to say, fear of a name only adds to fear of the thing itself. <laughs> and also joining us is Michelle's friend, Neil Santos. Hey, Neil. Hey, everybody. He's uh, was over earlier. We was recording a commentary track for Goonies, and Michelle talked him into staying around. So sucker. <laughs> I got bribed. <laughs> yeah, I cooked him dinner. How about that? I I, I bribed him with food, and uh, told me I have alcohol. Yeah. So oh. <laughs> though he's drinking water, so you know, doesn't work out. Water. Hey, you, you've broken two of the rules of party. Eating is cheating. <laughs> You're not supposed to be drinking water. What's wrong with you, Peter? <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying. Oh, sorry, wrong show. No, it's not the wrong show. Wrong episode, I meant. <laughs> okay. Was, don't confuse me. So here's the funny story about what happened today. So yeah, so I was trying to talk Neil into staying for recording. And I was trying to talk him into staying for Voyagers for some reason. For some reason, I thought it was a Voyagers podcast, his our Halloween Voyagers, special. Our Voyagers cast and... And uh, I started pulling up the Voyagers, and I'm looking for the Halloween one. And I'm like, Aaron, where is it at? He's like, um... What? The Halloween episode? No, we're, we're, we did that one already. We're doing Quantum Leap. Oh! <laughs> the whole time I was seeing those Voyagers, I'm trying to explain to him how Voyagers works. Voyagers this, Voyagers that. And I thought we were doing Voyagers. <laughs> Tonight. That's a similar show to Quantum Leap, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, I was all ready for Voyagers and not Quantum Leap, though I kept <laughs> referring to Quantum Leap when we were talking about Voyagers. <laughs> that was the funny part about it. So you're making the associations. That's the, that's the good stuff. <laughs> I guess. But uh, all right. So what if we all come dressed as for this Halloween party? What are you as, Aaron? Well, I am dressed as a French maid. <laughs> wearing the thong and everything. Oh, <laughs> Don't tempt me. Michelle's imagining it. You need to get out, buddy. <laughs> oh, trust me, I do. And how about you, Michelle? What are you wearing? Well, now I'm just kind of bummed out. Because I was like, if we're going imaginary, that means I can have an imaginary hot body. <laughs> <laughs> and I can be anything I want. So, a princess. Oh, of course I'm you just... are. <laughs> Running around. I'm a princess. Oh, princess. Oh, that's why Grayson came out, isn't it? Because you dressed up like Princess Peach. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. No. I have that you know what do you come here? Let's see. I'm going to change what I said earlier. I'll think about it. I'm going to come as dark helmet. Oh my gosh! Okay, so can I be Princess Vespa then? Because sure. that's really cool. Well, you're already a princess, so you're actually Princess Vespa. Yeah, I'll be Princess Vespa because that would be awesome. <laughs> nice. and, and Hayden, what are you dressed as? Uh, look. Our, our listeners are really missing out by the fact that this is an audio podcast because <laughs> I'm here in my dirty dreadlocked wig. I've got my shirt off with my beer belly and my man boobs out for everyone to see. I've got a beer in one hand and the hammer in the other. I'm that sex symbol four. Oh god, <laughs> you're the you're the dad bod one. Yeah. So you're so I, I cannot thank Marvel enough for finally making a. Uh, uh, Avenger that I can actually dress up as. <laughs> so let me get this straight, Hayden. You're standing there without a shirt on, 
holding a beer in your hand. You're supposed to dress up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got the, the dreadlock wig on. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got the hammer. But yes, tonight is a special night for us here. Uh, this is not the first Thursday of the month, but you're still hearing a Starbright Project podcast. This month, we decided to have a Halloween special, and we're having everyone come over, and we're going to watch a very special episode of Quantum Leap. So I got a question. Yes. Quantum Leap has a... Special episode for Halloween. Mm-hmm. We're doing a special episode for the JFK one, which right. is in November. Do they have a, a Thanksgiving episode? Sort of. Kind of. Do they have a Christmas one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do they have a New Year's one? <sighs> well, every time he leaks, it's a New Year's. Oh, <laughs> smart. <laughs> I don't think they specifically have a New Year's one, no. Let me have a drink of that drink. I'm going to need one tonight, I think. <laughs> it's a little strong. That's the only way people can scam me usually. They just take another sip whatever I want. <laughs> uh, but yes, well, anyways. We're have some fun with some special episodes coming up, I think. Very much so. But yes, this is our very special Halloween episode. So answer my question, though. Do they have a New Year's one? I told you, I don't think there's a specific Do they have New an Year's. Easter one? I'm kind of going through the holidays here if you haven't right. figured it out. I figured that out. A couple holidays ago. Um, I remember it's the one, to be honest. A 4th of July one? Um, <laughs> yes, I think they do have one on 4th of July. So, by the way, Hayden, since you guys don't have a 4th of July, do you just skip to the 5th of July and I'll have a 4th of July? Hayden, so are you funny. still? <laughs> we have Australia Day on the twenty sixth of January. Are you still there, Hayden? No. <laughs> uh, I saw that on Facebook, and I had to do it. <laughs> uh, but yes, Happy Halloween, everybody! Um, so tonight we're going to watch it's season three, episode five. Um, people don't like saying the name of the episode. I'll say it, Boogie. Funny story. Earlier, I was telling Michelle that you know it's called, but you know, but people. But people don't refer to it as its name because you know superstitions. They say bad things happen. As we're starting to watch it, all of a sudden it cuts out and it cuts to the next episode. See your tenth. So I had to go back. I'm like, what the? I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and the funny thing was that the. On the Quantum Leap podcast with this episode, and every time we have something has stuffed up somewhere along the way. So, like, we had one person completely blocked out of the entire conversation and not able to get back in in one case, and uh, we had to do some creative editing to make it seem like that person was still there. And, <laughs> oh, so, yeah, man. Oh, so man. Oh, bad man. stuff's happened. I enjoyed. 
I enjoyed the episode when you guys finally got it out. I listened to that one. I enjoyed that. I find that to be a bunch of superstition. (laughs) Yes, I usually don't fall into superstition. I I think it's... Superstition. Superstition. But anyways, we're here to talk about Quantum Leap, their Halloween special. The (laughs) book... Hey, Hayden, what's the episode called? (laughs) It's called... I'm about to block you from the call show. <laughs> so, 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 uh, <laughs> it's our show. <laughs> hey, weird things happen when you tempt fate in this episode. That's what they say. Anyway, what did you think of the episode, Miss Joe? I enjoyed it. Actually, I've liked this one more than I've liked a few of the other ones. So, See, at first, I told her when we started watching it, I wasn't sure if she was going to like it or not. I'm thinking because like... Because of the way it ends. So, and I, and I'm Which we'll like, get to in just a minute here. And I was actually thinking more like, you know, the girlfriend dies or, you know, something really bad was going to happen to like somebody and I was going to be upset because my feelings were going to get hurt or an animal was going to die. Something really bad was going to happen and my feelings were going to get hurt because there was going to be some sad thing that because usually when someone says, I don't think you're going to like this episode, I had to prepare myself for like something really bad was going to happen. So when that happened, I'm like, well, where's the bad thing that's supposed to happen so I was pleasantly happy with the episode and I think I was really excited because I was like I picked up the fact that the guy was Stephen King right off the bat before like they even let on to the ending what about you Neil did you pick that up right away I missed his name at the beginning oh you did so when you were saying Stephen King I didn't know what you were talking about at first (laughs) so (laughs) real quick before going further let me go and get some information on this episode like I said this is season 3 episode 5 it's entitled The Boogeyman. Uh, it was Uh-oh, you're going to get blocked by Hayden on our, on our show. Be careful. It was written by Chris... I'm not the one that does the blocking. It's, it's the outside forces that don't like hearing the name. It's Al. <laughs> <laughs> this was written by Chris Rupenthal. It, the release date is in Coventry, Maine, October the 31st of 1964. And this first aired October the 26th of 1990. Uh, the, again, this is all coming from Wikipedia. The synopsis for this one is Sam leaps into horror novelist Joshua Ray. Joshua? Wow. Joshua Ray. Joshua. Joshua. Joshua Ray, who is surrounded by death and mystery. Al and Ziggy don't seem to be able to predict what will happen, and Sam is running out of suspects. And Joshua Ray is played by Chris Rupenthal, the writer. So they got in the mirror. Was the guy that wrote this episode? That's cool. And again, from Wikipedia, the notes. One of the guest characters in this is an adolescent Stevie. Joshua Ray, as I said, is played by Chris Rupenthal. Many fans and some podcasters, as you just heard, claim weird real-life events have been associated with this episode. Some claim it is the highest incidence of VCR cable local station failure than either episode aired, although this appears to be anecdotal. Anecdotal. Can't say that word even. Uh, there have been numerous reports of VCRs cutting out during the taping of this episode. Local station and cable companies dropping their signal. Accordingly, superstitious fans often eschew spelling out the full title, referring to it as either the Boogie M in or the Halloween episode. Episode 3-5. So, and as we heard from Hayden earlier when they over on the pod, Quantum Leap podcast tried to record about it, they had a few problems. I would be so excited if we had problems. 
problems because then it would be like, yay, it happened to us too, and we'd have something to talk about. Yeah, but as the editor of this episode, I don't want problems. <laughs> <laughs> problems of the episode causes problems with me. <laughs> Give us problems. <laughs> How can I block Michelle? Yeah. So wait a minute. <laughs> it's all right. It'll happen out of the blue. All right. It's not something we can control. I just think it's going to happen at some point. Uh, so anyways, uh, let's start with Neil first, since he's our guest. So Quantum Leap. First, I was going to do this earlier, and I forgot. Uh, Quantum Leap, have you watched it before? I watched it when I was airing back in the early 90s. I didn't see all of them, but I saw quite a few. This I hadn't seen this one, though. So this is the first time I saw this episode right here. So, yeah, so it's not something I've seen recently, but when, yeah. he, when he said that it was 1990, <laughs> and so I was like, what, sixth grade? <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute <laughs> since I've seen these, but yeah, I enjoyed the show when it was went on originally, yeah. When you watched it when it was in syndication, do you, like, what are some episodes that you, do you remember what the first episode is that you ever watched? Because, like, Aaron remembers his first episode. Hayden, you said you remember yeah. your first episode, right? Yeah, it was The Color of Truth. Okay. This is right before mine. Which is kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, we used to tell Neil about that earlier, about how Michelle keeps calling it Driving Miss Daisy. Or do you remember one that stands out as, like, oh, I remember that one specifically like one you don't have to remember the title or anything but do you remember an episode that you remember i can't think of one specifically no mm. it's all right sorry it's Aaron. all gotta be a nice new experience for you yeah <laughs> so it's like i know the characters um i know like what you know the premise of the show uh-huh i remember but i cannot you know if you were to say oh what was the plot of one of them uh-huh Probably not, because I haven't watched them since. Okay. So, not even, like, on the cable rewrite. It was like, if it was on the TV when I was, like I said, 6th, 7th, 8th grade. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'd watch it. Yeah. So, was it something that you would watch just because it was on the TV, or was it something that you made a point to watch? Did you enjoy watching it? Yeah, I enjoyed watching the show, but it wasn't one that it was... Oh, it's Must see TV. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like, oh, it's nine o'clock. I gotta watch Quantum Leap. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Okay. So with that being said, you didn't catch the fact that it was Stephen King. I didn't even hear when. Yeah, when you were saying Stephen King, I, I didn't even hear that they call, call him Stevie at the beginning. So yeah. No. We'll talk about that for a minute. So you didn't catch it. Michelle obviously caught it because she catches these things. <laughs> Because we were watching it when he called her, when, uh, was it Sam? No, it was the gal called him Sam, uh, Stevie. Michelle looked over me. Is that Stephen King? <laughs> Instantly. Instantly. They didn't even mention anything about, like, the thing. So I was just like. Hey, part of it got started. She's like, is that Stephen King? Because he always, he always jumps around or is, lo- like, instantly with, like, famous people. That was, like, the one of the first things that I noticed. And I think I've seen that lady who was playing the lead actress before. She's been on a lot of things. Was she in? What else have you seen her in? Well, she was in, um, I think the movie is called Sully. It's about the... the um, Canadian the pilot? story about the pilot. Yeah, the, the pilot who managed to crash land his plane on the water and save all the people that were in the plane. I haven't... Um, I know that she was in that movie. Um, I'm sure she's been in other stuff. Oh, and she's also in um, uh, Young Sheldon. She's one of the Sheldon's teachers. Okay, that's where she's from. Yeah, she's Young Sheldon's teacher. One of his teachers. Okay, I'll give you that. But I remember her as she looks in that show. That's how I remember her. 
She she was in other stuff. She's in a lot of yeah. That's fine. She's one of those. She's one of those every woman actresses. You just recognize her when you see her, but you don't yeah. really know what's wrong. Yeah, I've seen her in things. In fact, as we're talking, I'm pulling it up on my phone. Uh, so Hayden, question for you: If you remember back that far, because I know you saw it originally, did you realize that? Stevie was Stephen King before the ending? Um, no, I didn't know um, that it was Stephen King, uh, but I did figure out quite quickly that Al was the one that was uh, causing all the problems because they leave a lot of clues all the way through the episode that there's something off about Al. Maybe we can talk about that. Uh, oh, we will. Soon. But I was very young when Quantum Leap was first shown over here uh, and so it took a lot of, for me to even just sit down and watch an episode and pull uh, uh, my, my attention span is not that great so, <laughs> so again, and I didn't know much about Stephen King at the time either so even though now they put a lot of Stephen King references in this episode I right. well to how slow I am I didn't pick up that Al was responsible I didn't pick up on Stephen King till the end I noticed the Stephen King references but I don't think I caught his name was Stevie and he was going to be Stephen King. Um, real quick, the gal that played uh, his girlfriend, fiance, is Valerie Mahaffey. Mahaffey, maybe? Mahaffey. Yes, that's what I said. What are you guys always correcting me for? That's what I said. You never listen to me. We're teachers. Uh, think what we do. <laughs> she was in six episodes of Dead to Me. Oh, we watched that one. <laughs> uh, young Sheldon, as you said. Uh, Sully. Oh, she was an impastor for an episode, which I used to watch. Nummy. Um, Franklin and Bash, I used to watch. Glee, she was in for three episodes. Rose Pillsbury. Doesn't, I mean, I watched Glee, but I don't know what character that Desperate is. Housewives. Uh, she's done a lot of things. Raising Hope. She was an episode of Raising Hope. Marjean. She was an episode of Hannah Montana. She's done a lot of things over the years. Boston I'm, Legal, Private Practice. An episode of Seinfeld. That's why this looking like. I know I had seen her in Seinfeld or something. Frasier, Seabiscuit. Your favorite Law and Order. Oh, uh, Judging Amy. Yeah, she's had a lot of bit parts for an episode here or there. Allie Mobile, ER, Jungle to Jungle. Oh, um, she was in Wings. That's hmm. where I've seen for her. For three episodes. Sandy Cooper. L.A. Law. I've seen her in Wings. Um, so there you go. Seinfeld, one episode. Patrice. Keep going. Cheers. She was an episode of Cheers. Hey, she was in an episode Some show of Quantum called Leap. Quant- yeah, Quantum Leap. Mary <laughs> Greeley. Uh, hmm. I'm going to have to watch that episode. But I say, yeah, she's been a little bit of everything. Murphy's Law. So, yeah, she's been around. Sounds like my ex-wife. That's another story entirely. So let's go ahead and get some thoughts on the actual episode as what happened. Um, just trying to think the best way to handle this. Let's go ahead and uh, let's start, I guess, section by section. That's probably the best way to do this. Unless you have a dissect, different opinion, uh, Hayden, since you've handled this before. Well, it's it's your show, so, so I'm just going to show. What do you think, honey? I, I, I want to sit back and relax for the beer. Is that the best way you think to handle it? What do you mean, section by section? Talk about a little bit of a time, or should we just talk with each person talk about the whole episode? No, let's do section by section. Okay. It's a little bit easier, right? That's what I was thinking. So, <clears throat> I'll cut all that out, probably, or at least the book real. Anyways, so the story starts with Sam leaping in. He's in a 
it looks like an old time house, just old time. He sees a book from like 18 something, I think it was. It almost looks like he was almost kind of doing some like seancey voodoo-y kind of Victorian times. What? At the very beginning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With his puffy, smoky, smoker's jacket kind of thing. I don't know. It was a weird looking jacket. I kept picturing the puffy jacket from Seinfeld the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same color, but just like, oh, got that vibe. <laughs> I was thinking more of like, when I was thinking puffy sleeves, I went to straight to like Firestorm for some reason. That's what I was going to say. I think puffy sleeves, I think Firestorm. But that's another story entirely. This isn't the Firestorm got podcast. Me trained. <laughs> But yeah, then he comes out of the room and he gets scared, falls down some stairs and gets knocked out briefly, it looks like. Yes, honey. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> I'm like, part? hmm, I'm just thinking, uh, see, I don't, I didn't catch that it was Sam's fault. For some what was reason. Sam's fault? Or, or Al's fault? What, the whole thing? Yeah, whoever you said it was their fault. Well, yeah, the whole thing was, was, was spoilers for the end of the episode, I guess. Devil well, you Al. already talked yeah, about it. Yeah, was Devil Al. Was the devil, not right. Al. Well, yeah, he was, was the devil. He was out the entire episode. Al was the devil. No, it was the devil dressed as or yeah, set up as Al. Yeah, as I said, the devil okay. was it was Al through the, through the episode. Okay, you guys are making it sound like it was Al, not the devil. Spoilers. Say the devil, but because uh, that was really confusing me. I'm like, I didn't catch that it was so and so. I was just thinking it was the devil the whole time. Where was this? Where was I? Um, Okay, so now I'm feeling a little bit better because I'm trying to figure out in my head. I'm like, when did it become so? When did it become Al's fault? Uh, okay, so because I was like, well, maybe he got knocked out and it was some alternate thing in his head. And then when he rolled down the steps again, he actually didn't roll down the steps. He just actually woke up from falling the first time. The first time, right? And it was all a quote unquote dream, and none of this really did happen. Well, that's a good um, a good question, actually, for the new people who are watching this, uh, Michelle and Neil. They deliberately left the episode a little bit ambiguous as to whether or not the events of the episode actually happened or whether they were a quote-unquote dream or some kind of a comatose, you know, fantasy or whatever it is you want to call it. So I'm interested to know... Do you think the events actually happened, or do you lean more towards the dream interpretation? Neil, what do you think? I would go more towards the dream. You think so? Mm-hmm. Michelle? I don't know, because I've watched a lot of the episodes recently, and I think if Neil would have watched a lot of the episodes... Right, even beforehand, because a lot of the episodes that we've watched right since we've watched them, a lot of it talk about bits and pieces of a person's soul and there's a lot of soul and soul talk and a lot of the big man or you know what i mean there's a lot of that i think if it was the devil that did it then he did it during the dream he gave him that vision like you're messing with my my plan here right yeah that's a good thought that's a very good point because a lot of time in christianity a lot of times there are a lot of the devil will attack you in your dreams there's a lot of that, especially if you're vulnerable and you, you're going through a lot of stuff. A lot of times there are times when you have a spiritual battle, you have a spiritual battle in your dreams. That's when a lot of that can happen. Correct? So I think in, in your subconscious, you're easier to get a hold of, I guess, when, when your defenses are down while you're asleep. That makes sense. So because a lot of times 
you can have spiritual battles in your sleep. A lot of people say that, especially in Christianity and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's also the belief that if you have a dream that you're flying around, it's actually your soul actually leaving your body for a little while and having an adventure before it comes back when you wake up. So you have quite a bit of dreams before me and Michelle got together that I would be jumping and I'd do like super leaps like high in the air and I'd be afraid of coming down because I was afraid of hurting myself. But I'd land normally and jump again and be afraid of coming back down. Got nothing what we're talking about, but dreams. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, if you are interested, when we did this episode for the Quantum Leap podcast, we got into... No, we're not. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Who was the writer of the episode, and like you said, he played Joshua in the mirror as well. And we asked him, well, what was your intention for this episode? Uh, Do you want to know what he said? Absolutely. Hang on real quick. Spoilers for anyone that doesn't want to know this... Jump ahead about a minute. Go ahead, sir. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, look, he said that he actually intended that the whole thing happened. And the reason that he had this forethought that he had to save Tully was because he did actually experience it once before. And uh, he, he kind of envisioned it as uh, because it looked like Sam was going to fail the higher power reset the leap so that he'd be able to succeed the second time. So, yeah, it happened. Okay, so my question to you, Hayden, is you, you've heard the writer explain it when you first saw this. Again, if you remember, I know it's been – you've seen it a million times since then. You've talked to the writer about it. But do you remember what your original thoughts were? Did you think it happened or do you think it was a dream? No, I thought it happened uh, because, uh, like you say, there is, there is this kind of fantasy element in Quantum Leap as well as the sci-fi. Right. So it I, I thought that it seemed like the sort of thing that they would pull. And see, I went back and... I actually... I was just going to say, so yeah, I thought that this... Um, I thought that watching what happened was what happened. So it was really nice getting that confirmation when we heard it as well. <laughs> oh yeah, it's great hearing from the writer about it. Um, and myself, I, I've gone back and forth. My main thought is that, yes, it actually happened because he knew that Tully was going to die. He was going to fall from the ladder, so he was able to rush up there. But sometimes I talk myself into, well, maybe it's just a dream, a coincidence. But for the most part, I say I, I go back and forth, but I think I average more on the it actually happened side. And like you said, maybe the devil reset it or it maybe God gave him a, or whoever, God, fate, time, whatever, gave him a glimpse into the future. Yeah, because we do get other episodes that kind of confirm that there's a devil out there with those trying to get you and ruin people's lives. So, mm-hmm. And look, I know that you and I are both atheists, um, Aaron, and um, I think that we can still enjoy a fictional show that takes a stance that fictional characters exist in that particular... Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, when I first watched this, I was, I was actually a Christian when I first watched this. It's been since then I, I've kind of changed my opinions, but yeah, no, even... No matter which side I'm on, I, I really enjoy this episode. I think it's a great episode. As a Christian woman and Neil being a Christian man, I think that when you hear, when you see the episode and you think about it and you watch that, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Neil, uh, the whole Satan thing, 
there's a lot where, you, you know, Satan can do a lot. And Satan can attack you at any time, hands down, and you won't know it. You can know it. You don't know it. And you can fight it. And I don't know. It just... What was your reaction when you found out it was Satan? If it, if, if you thought it was Satan? Well, okay, real quick. <laughs> Sorry. Before we get to there, did, when did you realize that it wasn't Al? Or did you ever realize it before he announced it? Yeah. It, when the, the typing kept happening, I was starting to figure out. But not the first go around. It was right. the, the second go right? The second time they added more to the story. I'm like, okay, it's not the lady, it's not the sheriff. <laughs> You're smarter than I am. I didn't figure. I didn't. I didn't realize it was it was Al in quotes until the end when they announced it. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little slow like that. So see, I'm the same way with Aaron. I didn't realize it was Satan until they were. It really. I mean, I had an inkling. I didn't know if it was Satan. I just knew it was something was going on with Al. I kept saying, it's the Chubacabra. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's the goat. Actually, to be honest with you, I thought maybe it was one of Stephen King's characters. That's hmm. kind of what I thought it was going to be. I, that's where I thought they were going to go with it. I thought they were going to play more into the Stephen King side of things. And it was going to be more of a how Stephen King got more of a Stephen King ideas versus... And I should be... I should have not thought that with the whole... Piggy Sue episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Are you nodding your head because you remember that episode? No. Okay, so there's a stupid episode where it's you go through the whole... Hang on. No, it's called no, How the Test Was Won. No, it's called Piggy Sue episode. It's a stupid episode. It's a dumb episode where... And, and all these car- all these people listening are just rolling their eyes. People are turning off their zooms. And yeah, they're, they're just shutting us down. Their right iPods. Now. What the heck? This girl's crazy. She's stupid. Let me turn. So, I'm done with this. So it's like what I'm. I don't like the episode. It any quantum episode, quantum leave episode's a good episode. However, it's one of my least favorite ones, and I call it the actual pig farmer episode. That's what I call it. It's actually called how Tess was won. How the Tess was won. And, and he me- wasn't a pig farmer. You're talking over me. I know, I was correcting you. He was a vet. So, I was going to get there. Okay. So, what it is, it's really about a country girl who has a ranch, and literally, it's kind of like he has, some guy has to win her heart and save the farm kind of thing, and at the end of the episode, long story short, the whole thing was... There's a guy sitting on a porch and he's singing to he's the whole time throughout the whole episode. He's singing on a porch. Come to find out it's Buddy freaking Holly. And he starts singing to a pig and he's like, Piggy Sue or Piggy. What does piggy he say? Piggy Sue. Oh, Piggy Sue. And Al oh, is Al. Piggy Sue. Piggy Sue. And then as they're walking off, because they haven't leapt yet, the whole thing were about the stupid lady who's like, oh, you, you, you can't win me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to fall in love with you. Yada, yada, yada. Yakety smackety the whole time. <laughs> Right, and he has like his shirt off, and he's banging fences, and I'm like, seriously, like it's so dumb. It's it just I don't like it. And um, they're like, should we tell him? And he's like, hey, why don't you try Peggy Sue? And he goes, huh, Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue, and then like all of a sudden he leaps. The whole show we watch about this chick. 
and how she faints because she gets dehydrated and all this other yakety smackety stuff. And the last two seconds of the show, he teaches Buddy Holly how to sing Peggy Sue. And then they leap. And it absolutely drove me apeshit. <laughs> it was the last. So I call it, I call it the, the pig farmer show. Because he was a veterinarian and he had to take the pig into his house. And because the pig had some pig. Cholera dis- or something, I think. He had some pig disease or whatever. Because he, he had to fix or help the pig get okay or get better. And so he took the pig to his house to get better. And uh, she's like, oh, you know how to help pigs? And he's like, yeah. And he goes and he helps the stupid pig and all this stuff. And so I call it the pig farmer, the pig farmer episode. And it's a piggy sue. And it just absolutely just irritated the crap out of me that episode. And it was still an entertaining episode, but it was a dumb episode. And he taught Buddy Holly how to sing Peggy Sue. Around here someplace, you want me to go find her? No, no, that's okay. Piggy. 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 Piggy, 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 Buddy, yeah, Doc? Uh, why don't you try Peggy Sue? It, it might sound a little better. All right. Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue. Oh, how my heart yearns for you. favorites. <laughs> you couldn't tell. Did you not like the show? <laughs> Although we do have a similar ending to that though. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, he does give Stephen King some ideas for books. There's a, He talks a little bit about the, well, he talks about the there being two of Al and one of them has tried to kill him. And uh, this, we're meant to believe, inspired Stephen King uh, to write one of his novels called The Dark Heart. That's what I was wondering. We do, so we do have a similar sort of um, Peggy Sue ending to this episode as well. Um, and I think it's kind of implied too that uh, Sam will ultimately give um, Stephen King, or at least, what's his name, Joshua, when he leaps back, would retain a little bit of the memories and might end up giving him some other ideas like the car with the mind of its own in Christine. And the uh, Cujo, the knives flying around like um, in Carrie, and the dog called Cujo. Yeah, and so. and as a, a experienced Quantum Leap fan, that's one thing I wanted to ask you, Hayden. Is yeah. that do you think this was like? And I'm glad Michelle brought that up. The uh, how the test was won. Do you think 
because in uh, How the Test Was One, he showed Buddy Holly how to sing Peggy Sue. Do you think he actually started Stephen King on his career here? And if so, is it like Buddy the Buddy Holly part where how does he know about Stephen King if Stephen King isn't Stephen King? Alright, well I, my interpretation is that, I mean, obviously Stephen King throughout his lifetime has written a lot, mm-hmm. so I think that maybe in Sam's original lifetime, before he originally left, Sam, um, Stephen King had been writing, but hadn't written as many stories as um, he obviously has now because of Sam's intervention. So the dark half, for example, probably wouldn't have existed. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I was because I was for the last what thirty years I've been debating between myself. Well, did he start Stephen King? And if so, again, how did he know about Stephen King if Stephen King wasn't around? But that's a very good point. That, well, the thing is, though, Sam and Al immediately recognized the name Stephen King. Right. Well, again, they recognized Buddy Holly. That's why I was wondering. Yeah. But that that's a very good point. Stephen King was the thing in their universe, in quotes, their reality. Yeah, but. Whatever you want to call it. Right. But once Sam intervened, he actually wrote more books. So that actually makes sense. What's your take on that, Neil? (laughs) You're like, forget it. I don't even want to. That's over my head. Do you have thoughts on that, Neil? Or the elephant? Yeah, you go for it. Are you familiar with Stephen King? Do you read Stephen King? Uh Okay. Just want to make sure real quick. (laughs) No, Neil is an avid reader. So well, I know he's an avid reader. So I, I automatically assume he read Stephen King. Uh, yeah. But as I'm talking, I'm like, does it, just because he's a reader doesn't mean he read Stephen King, do you? <laughs> so Michelle, did you pick up on any of that? Or? I thought you were going to ask me if I read Stephen King, and I was about to sucker punch you. No, I I know you don't read. So no, I don't read. I just with my dyslexia, it's hard to read. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, did well, yeah. what was your question? Do you have any thoughts on? Whether he inspired Stephen King or maybe just got Stephen King to write more books. Well, it sounded like he inspired Stephen King because he's like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, that's a really cool idea. Like, so I think it, it showed in the actual episode that he was inspiring Stephen King. And the fact that he was there during a lot of those events that happened. Right. I think those inspired him and kind of get got the ball rolling for Stephen King. But he was already wanting to be a writer, so that's another but, thing. But he could have wanted to write yeah. Harlequin novels oh, for all you care for all you know. True story. <laughs> you know, he could have been wanting to write children's books, and then after that happened, hey, that's a really cool idea. That's a really cool story. Because if you look at the way Stephen King was in the in the actual story, he was kind of not mousy, but like kind of a really sweet, and he really might still could be like a really sweet guy. And, but I don't know. I see kind of Stephen King being really, uh, mysterious and nerdy. And he was still kind of nerdy in the episode, but Oh, he was mysterious, but I definitely agree with the nerdy part. Yeah, but like now, like if I were to like hang out with Stephen King, I'm wondering what he would be like. If he would be that <laughs> kind of creep, not not creepy McCreeper face, but like, you know what I mean? Like, he, would he have been the D&D player guy or would he just be the quiet nerdy guy or would he be the creepy kid in the corner? That was me. Drawing. No, the creepy kid drawing weird 
manga guys in the corner with knives and that kind of thing, draw, writing stories, you know what I mean? Right. As the high schooler kid. Right. And wondering, you know, like nowadays, would that be the kid that you would wonder if he was a school shooter? <laughs> That's well, we don't wonder about that here because we have gun control. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is well, we kind of do right now, too, because we don't have school shooters because we're not in school. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, we do, but they're pointing the guns at the, at the computer. <laughs> Bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke. A little bit about Al, or in this case, the devil version of Al. Um, Did you pick up on all the clues that he wasn't the Al that we know and love? Not a single one. And did you realize that they had a new handheld device? It looked more Lego y. (sighs) Let's put a pin on that. Why? Because you've jumped ahead. Couple of seasons. Well, that, that's the famous one that everyone kind of thinks of when they think. Of yeah, they'll get that one before in the episode you haven't seen yet. He'll pick that up. But yes, that's a good call. Be proud of me yes. that I figured that out. God yes. damn. That was a good. <laughs> that was a good catch. No, definitely. I'm not saying not. See what I mean, Neil? I told you. They say put a pin in it every god. Time I find something interesting. Well, in Hayden's defense, it's usually me. It doesn't matter. I get, and I always told him I get sent to another room. That was another thing I told Neil is that they're always telling me go in the other room, Michelle, so we can talk about something because the big kids are talking. The adults are talking. I just told you that's the one that everyone thinks of when they think of the hand. Yes. All right. So th- there you go. You, you you know a little bit about what's coming up in the future. Interestingly, this particular episode in the run of the series is the very first episode which actually that. has that handling too. Oh, is this the first episode? Okay. So I haven't paid attention to that, but yeah. In the Great Spontini, which is a few episodes later, um, if you're interested, he leaps into a magician. But uh, in that episode, we actually see Al break the original hand link and then right. get the new one. Spoiler, okay. sweetie. Order, yeah, but the production order was mixed around a little bit and they played this episode first because it was closer to Halloween. So, right. So he, he kind of has this hand link out, like, just out of the blue for no reason and we see the reason why a few episodes later. And again, my fanscape for this, because that's what I do, he was testing it this episode. Oh, see, my fanscape was that it was Halloween, and he just had a Halloweeny looking one. Ah, that's, that's what I was. I was just like, it's Halloween, so maybe he put a phone case on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really good. One. <laughs> yeah, but did you notice that when he was using the hand link, or when Dev Al was? pressing buttons on the handle that wasn't making any of the noises? Yeah. Yes, I did. See, I'm going to say, this that was the clue. This time around, I noticed it. Back in, uh, when it first aired, I forget the year now, 90, 1990. 1990? No, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I'm not very observant on these things. Now, this time I noticed it, because I needed to look for it. See, I just thought it was because he had a different phone case on. <laughs> and maybe he changed his ringtone for all I knew. <laughs> maybe he had a new screensaver, too. Maybe if you fl- if he flipped it around, it was a picture of Tina. Who <laughs> Actually, with uh, yeah, there are, there are as well. Uh, yeah, he doesn't walk through anything. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't use the imaging chamber door. Um, yeah, 
if he wants to center in somewhere else and essentially disappear, usually he has to press buttons right. on the hand link, and he just he just called for Gushy to do it without using the hand link. You picked up on this, Michelle, when he walked through the uh, through the door. Um, the the number nine flipped and became six, so it spelled out six six six. So. Uh, Let's 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 talk about that for a minute. So when they walked to the house, I was like, "Look, it says nine six six. If you flip the number around, it would be six six six. And all of a sudden, they walk through the door, and then it cut back, and it was like six six six. And I'm like, "Oh my god, it says six six six. It says six six six. Look, it says six six six. Actually, in your defense, I think you said it before that when he when he before they got to the house when Sam when Al told him it was nine six six. I think you pointed out there, wait a minute, nine, you know, I bet that nine's going to flip to a six. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's funny because, um, growing up, my dad was really good about picking that kind of stuff up. Like, super good. He was the type of person, like, if you're watching a show and a person had on socks that were, like, blue and then they walked through the door and then all of a sudden they didn't have socks on, my dad was that person was like, did you see that? They didn't have socks on now. Or did you see that, like, he had his hair parted to the left and then when he walked through the door, now his hair is parted to the right. My dad was that person who could point out the most minuscule little errors. So I think... I was just going to say, since you pointed that out, there was a little clue about Al with his hair too. If you look really close, you'll notice that he's got little parts of it spiked up so they look a little bit like horns. Oh, really? See, I just noticed that his hair looked a little different to me and a little blonder. Maybe that had to do with how his hair was actually styled, but I didn't point that out because I was just like, oh, his hair looks a little blonder today. So Again. But no, if you look closely, you'll see the little horns they've tried to put into his hair. Again. What? I didn't notice that when I first watched. Again, I'm very... A lot of times when I watch these shows, I'm very, I don't know, unobservant. Well, in life, I'm unobservant. So, yeah, I didn't notice any of that when I first watched it. What about you, Neil? Do you usually pay attention to any of that stuff? I missed that one. I didn't notice that. But again, I haven't seen the show for how long, so I'm not having all the background uh, pick up on some of these things. Unlike me, you're not watching when it's on Comet or the USA or whatever. But it was my first time watching it too, though. But But I haven't seen any episodes. He hasn't seen the previous years. You've seen the entire first season. Right. I'm looking for stuff to... And I think it's because I'm hunting for stuff too to look for. Yeah, plus we're podcasting about it. Yeah. And that was the one thing I'm like, I was telling somebody, I think my mind is actually looking for stuff, subconsciously looking for stuff to talk about where, you know, before, when you watch something, you're almost watching it numbly. Whereas once you start watching it to watch it, and you start watching it for for conversation, it, it becomes a totally different ballgame. You really start enjoying the show a lot more because now you're watching it to have conversation with people. It becomes water cooler talk. <laughs> and I'm sure you have that with other shows that you mm-hmm. have with friends where you actually have conversation with people or like you call them up and you're like, did you see what so-and-so did in episode? Da, 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 you know? You know, the only thing they picked up on this one was, like I said, it was the typing. I thought it was weird. I knew it wasn't the people. And, but also how adamant he was about, it's her. It's her. Whenever they were talking, you know, it was like. The devil guy? Uh-huh. Devil, yeah, devil Al? Al. When he was being adamant that the fiance was the murderer. 
Okay, we'll talk about that real quick. Michelle, did that call to you or anything? Did you think that was weird? No, because I was getting sleepy and I was trying to fall asleep. <laughs> okay, let's pay, talk some of the paid attention to the episode. <laughs> Hayden. It's weird that I was falling asleep. Did you catch on to that? I didn't catch the question, actually. <laughs> um, Neil was saying that he. it seemed suspicious to him that Al kept saying that it's her, it's her, it's her. Okay, it's him, it's him, it's him. And that made Neil suspicious that it was actually somebody else. Did you catch on to that? Yeah, but that's actually quite in character for Al. That's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like I said, Neil has a watch like we have. So I'm like, I, that's how Al is. He he thinks of something. And until you can change his mind, he's definitely, he's like a dog with a bone. <laughs> he's definitely tagged on to something. That's what I was thinking too. And you know it. Go ahead. I was just going to say, curse of Tahoe Tep. He can't make up his mind, and so he's like, it's definitely this person. No, it's definitely this person. No, it's definitely this person. Like, all in the space of the yeah. sentence. It's hilarious. Yeah. But, so, yeah, unfortunately, Neil doesn't have the experience we have, so I, I assumed it's just Albie and Al. <laughs> you know, though, if you think about it, that should have, one, another clue should have been that it wasn't the real Al was the fact that he really didn't talk about his conquest. Conquests. <laughs> You know, there was no talk about Tina or any, like, Halloween parties he had been to or any tight skirts or nurse outfits or anything like that were, were part of the the Halloween parties or whatever. You know, like, hey, I was once at this one Halloween party where Tina was wearing this cute little <laughs> nurse outfit or whatever the case may be. Like, there was no conversation like that, which really would have been in character of Al, if you really think about it. That's a good point. And if I remember correctly, he doesn't um, he doesn't make any comments about uh, Valerie Mahaffey's character either. Right. No, he would expect that he would have done that too. Right. And why why was the devil so involved in I mean he really was trying to break up the love bond between the two characters No it had nothing to do with the characters as a, uh, would you call him Demal or uh, Devil? Devil. Devil. Yeah, explain near the end. He's just upset with Sam. Again, you only watched the first season. This is three seasons in. Mm -hmm. He's upset with Al. I'm sorry, Sam. That Sam's been leaping through time, fixing what the devil messed up. So it had nothing to do with Joshua Ray or um, I forget her name. The the woman. Okay. He was upset with Sam, and he was so he was trying to do this to kill off Sam because Sam kept interfering with things that he messed up. He's taking credit for everything that went wrong and that Sam's fixing. Yeah. The devil's taking credit for all that. As I said, who appointed you? Who get you know said you can go through and fix all this? So the things I messed up. So with that being said, if the if the devil is upset with Sam fixing things that Sam is putting right, what went yeah fixing things that went right, right. once went wrong, what well, once went wrong, and so Doctor Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. Let's go back to, say, the episode of Lee Harvey Oswald. Which actually takes place after this, but go ahead. Oh, it did? Yeah. Okay, so then This no. was season three. So that won't work. Okay, so then Lee let's... Lee Harvey was five. Okay, that won't work then, because I was going to say then the devil would have been pissed off at him for saving... Yeah. 
Yes, it's still it's still no matter where it takes place in the timeline. Yes, he was upset with Sam for saving for teaching Buddy how to sing. Peggy Sue, but Buddy Holly still died in a plane crash. But he wasn't meant to become a famous in Sam's world, possibly. But he still died in a plane crash. Uh, he's upset with uh, Sam for fixing the relationship between Don and her father. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess he would be upset with the whole trying to help with, like, right. civil rights and yeah, the whole that world. kind of thing. So I could see why the devil would be upset with that kind of stuff. So that's what the devil's saying. He's, he's and as Christians believe, the devil's responsible for, all, for most of the evil in the world, for bad things that go wrong. So the devil is upset with Sam for fixing all that. Okay. So that that's the devil's premise mm-hmm. in the story is that he's upset that Sam's going around fixing history. Okay. So the first season, we were just talking about how Sam helped the guy, the pilot, hit in the first episode Mach three and survive. And survive. Oh, and survive. That's what it was. He survived. Right. And he also saved the baby daughter as well. That's it. The baby daughter. Who knows what the baby daughter ended up doing in the world? Yes. Yeah. She could have been some mathematician or some person who... Mother Teresa type person. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, we don't know okay. what happened to that the kid. That makes sense. Okay. So that's why the devil... That's why this episode was here was because the devil was upset with him. That makes sense. Did you catch that, Neil? That was mad at them, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm. Make sure. Um, can I just ask, have you watched the next episode in the main lineup that we were planning to do, which is Play It Again, See More? Yes. You've watched that one yet? Yeah. yeah. So, if you had your eyes peeled, you might recognize that there's an actor who's in both Play It Again, See More and this episode. Mm-hmm. Do you know who it is, honey? Yeah. Neil hasn't watched it, so... Like, I pay attention to actors. Touche. I mean, I call them Creepy McCreep Pants and <laughs> well, that's Driving McDaisy and... The Sheriff. Like, I remember faces and names. Come on. The Sheriff was... What was he? The hotel owner or manager? Uh, well, in Played Against Seymour, yeah. he's, the guy, he's the murderer. So. Right. He's the guy that's standing with uh, Seymour, the, the paper boy. You were over my head. I hardly remember the episode. I'd have we'll to have to rewatch it again it. before yeah. we record about it. But yes, yeah. he was he was in that episode. Okay, I believe you. In fact, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it, Aiden. But I just thought it, it was quite opportune we talk about this episode because we're about to talk about playing against Seymour. Right. Well, yeah, no, it works out perfect. So, but yeah, I didn't even think about. I didn't even realize that it's the same character, same actor. Until you mentioned it. Sure. If you have a really close look at the, the junk inside the attic, you'll see the Emmy, the Quantum Leap one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And apparently, Chris Rippenthal told us this, apparently in every episode, they hide a hockey puck. But huh. I've never been able to spot one. So, so it was like a hidden so Mickey from Disneyland. Well, me ask your eyes peeled the episodes when you watch them and see if we can find these damn hockey pucks because I haven't ever been able to find one. So why is it, Hayden, you've waited for this episode to tell me this when we have recorded so many damn episodes (laughs) that now you're telling me this now? When I have been looking for hockey pucks. I remember because of the Emmy. (laughs) 
so question real quick. Is it only in the Chris Rubenthal episodes or every episode? Every episode? Apparently it's in every episode. Hmm. I'm going to have to pay attention to that now. I never noticed that. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone's ever noticed it. <laughs> I reckon, I think maybe he's just pulling our leg and making us watch the episodes again. But, uh, <laughs> but I would love to actually find one of these hockey pucks that he's talking about. Though. Yeah, I'm going to watch episodes a little more closely and see. Because, again, I, a lot of that subtext type stuff I, I don't see. Possibly because I'm blind, possibly because I don't pay attention to things. But don't shake your head. Don't nod your head at me. Uh, <laughs> Michelle's sitting here nodding her head. Yeah, yeah you can't see. You're blind as a bat. <laughs> uh, that's all right. I need glasses again when I'm wearing my glasses. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, we are going to take it section by section. We jumped all over, so. That's all right. We've been leaping around the episode. This is true. We, we, the episode, you know, one end of the string is the start of the episode. The other end of the string is the leap out, and you join it up, and you fall it up, and then you bounce around between different parts of the episode and keep having things to talk about. <laughs> good save, good save. I love that. Um, <laughs> so, let's go ahead and uh, we've been recording for a little over an hour. Neil, do you have any other thoughts on this? Anything else that we haven't touched on that you want to talk about? Uh, not for this. No, I don't think so. Michelle? Chubacabra. The goat. Oh, wait. I forgot. Al, when Mm -hmm. he was the devil, his tongue was kind of freaking me out. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't notice the tongue. What was freaking you out about the tongue? I don't know. He was doing something with it. I'm like, huh, why is he doing that? (laughs) Maybe that was your clue that it was the devil. Oh, no. Oh. And the eyes, the, the oh, glowing the eye, yeah. eyes. The eyes. I was going to say, well, even before it was glowing. Yeah. There was when, something with it, like, oh, stop doing that. I when, didn't even <laughs> notice. Yeah, when Dev Al was talking to Sam before he revealed he was a devil, he had kind of like a, a blank stare, I guess. He's just like. Yeah, he did do that until his, he, they started putting, like, mm-hmm. the heater vision on him. I was waiting for, like, him to turn into Cyclops or something. <laughs> I was like, I'm waiting for, like, but. What did you guys think about when they started doing, like, the spinning thing and, like, he started choking out all the people around him and, like, he started seeing, like, all the people who had died and all that? What was your thoughts on that? To me, I, I don't know if I liked that. I mean, not that it made, not that it made me feel uncomfortable or anything, but I don't know if it was necessarily needed. I don't know. I don't know if I really cared for that aspect what about you guys uh, well I, I got it it was um it was just the devil trying to kind of distract sam mm-hmm. and, uh, and try and get in his head so that sam would let him go and so that he could get the upper hand so um no i got that bit the bit that i didn't like was the stupid bit about the stuff flying around the room and then saying oh it's psychokinesis which is a very true concept which it obviously isn't <laughs> especially not for epileptics <laughs> what about you neil the spinning part yeah, yeah. Did it bother you? It didn't bother me, you know. You've seen too many movies where it was just part of the story. Yeah. Yeah, I think the same way. It's it's, it's natural. It's it's the devil. It's psionics. It's it's, psychokinetics. It happens. (laughs) I didn't mind that. I liked liked that the devil kept turning into people he's met throughout the episode, but he didn't turn into Stevie. Yeah, that's true. I don't think Stevie had died, though. Well, neither did um, his girlfriend, his fiancée. 
But I think yeah, he well, did it to make him worried that she would right, die. Right, but and she, it did scare him because she almost did die. And right. she did do the epileptic seizure. Right, and he did play into his fear of her dying and her being in the hospital and all of that. So, in a way, she did yeah. quote unquote die on she was him. In danger. She was in a lot of danger. So, there was that aspect that, you know, like for instance, when you went into the hospital, there was that fear of losing you. Right. So, there was that fear of him losing her, especially when she was laying on the ground and twitching. And when they're like, she's, <laughs> when I'm like, we need a, uh, what is it? A, a, a priest, a minister, and a rabbi. You know, like uh, yeah. Sam's shoving a belt in her mouth, and Al's like, "She's possessed. She's possessed." <laughs> was that Dev Al at that point? That was Dev Al. Yeah, Dev Al was through the entire episode, right until the very end when Al showed up. So you know, he's throwing those kind of things. So at that point. Was she doing the telekinesis or whatever it was that she did when the skull came flying at her? Or was that Deb Al doing that? Hayden, your thoughts? Uh, was, was Deb Al with that question? Yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah, everything, yeah. everything that went wrong was Deb Al. Yes, the goat was Deb Al. Okay, question. When they saved Old Man Ladder. When, Not Ladder. <laughs> old Man Tully. Old Man Ladder. When Old Man Ladder was on the ladder, and they saved Old Man Ladder, and they pulled Old Man Ladder through the window, did it look like the typewriter was still typing? Did you notice that? Hayden? No, I didn't notice that, but you can see all the scratch marks that are still on the on the window, though, from when he'd been doing the rehearsal and the previous takes, though. So, so I didn't catch that either, right? But yeah, we were out a couple of times looking at the typewriter, and I never saw anything typing. I saw shadows going across it. I'm wondering maybe that's what Michelle saw. But yeah, Michelle's like, the typewriter's typing. Wait a minute. You could hear the typing. You could hear click, 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 click. You could actually hear the typewriter typing, and you can see the knob rolling. Like the actual typewriter is still typing. At least I thought I did. (laughs) At least I think it was. And I think that would be a really cool, like, to let everybody know the devil's still there. Because that would make sense. Right. Well, like, like Hayden, like Hayden was saying earlier, you know, it's possible. Is it, did it really happen or is it just imagination? If the writer. I'm trying to think. There was something else. Some of the show we watched where they left it kind of ambiguous at the end, whether or not it really happened or whether it's supernatural. I mean, they do that a lot in, in quotes, real world stories where they involve the supernatural. Where at the end, you well, know. The Wizard of Oz is a good example, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm thinking more recent, like TV series and things, where it's it maybe supernatural, where they explain everything, but at the very end, they do something like, well, "Wait a minute, what?" That leaves it in question. So, you know, any shows like that, Neil, off the top of your head? Because you watch a lot of TV. I'm trying to think of anything. Off I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I know I've seen shows that's done that that's been like supernatural episodes, but then they find a way to explain it, or it's a dream, or this or that, and then at the very end, something mysterious happens that. Or was it? Well, we call that the cane in the corner moment. Uh, like the, uh, what's the name of the movie? The Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, okay. so, um, yeah, the, you see the Santa's cane in the corner at the very end and you know that he's actually, Santa's actually been there and been right. checking everything. I hate that movie. I enjoy that movie. Such a but this movie. isn't a Miracle on 34th Street, so let's go and move on. God, I hate that. You know, there's an episode... Where they do a miracle on 34th mm-hmm. Street um, sort of allusion. This episode. 
Are you serious? That's no, what we're going to have to deal with? Oh, no, that's... No, not the Christmas episode, actually. It's the Trump episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. The Trump episode? Yes. Like Donald Trump? Well, it's not all about Donald Trump, so... Yeah. Well, you remember, Michelle, I made you watch the Stephen Colbert special that had Scott Bakula in it and the right. Quantum Leap sketch. Right, right. Yeah, well, they talk about that particular episode. And, oh, okay. Uh, they meet a young Donald Trump. And, yeah, yeah, he's in there for a few so minutes. He has a miracle on 34th Street. You're right. Oh, okay, all right. I'm, we're safe then. Yeah. Okay. But, um, so yeah, so I really thought that there was typing on the type, the actual key typewriter. And then there was a moment where way back when you hear like howling before the sheriff died early mm-hmm. on when I called Cujo. And then I like at the end when the mom picks Steven up. And he's talking to his mom, and he's like, okay, bye, Miss King. And then everybody's like, oh, it was Stephen King. And I'm like, yeah, I already knew that. And then the dog, he's like, hey, Cujo. And I'm like, yeah, I already knew that. Like, <laughs> See, to go back real quick, the whole Hallie at the Moon thing, I took that as either, what's the name of it, Silver, Silver Bullet or Cycle of the Werewolf. A couple other Stephen King novels. Yeah, the, I could see Silver Bullet because I've seen that one with you. Uh, yeah. Because I, I knew that one, but I don't I didn't know the other one. But I was just, you know, dog, Cujo. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the whole car, crazy car thing. Right. I caught that one right away. There were so many nods to Stephen King. Oh, I yeah. absolutely loved it. My first husband who had passed away was a huge Stephen King fan. Huge yeah, Stephen King fan. <laughs> so uh, I Stay knew. Honest. Be honest, Michelle. You made the knives fly across the room. Didn't you? I what? He made the knife fly across the room. Actually, I kind of poked him in the shoulder with my hand, like, oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I it just so I've known a lot of those, and then Aaron watches a lot of those. I'm really excited. Just a quick nod to Netflix. There's a new Shining coming out. Have you heard about that, Neil? On Netflix? Mm. Are you kidding me? The Shining me? or The Stand? The Stand, oh, sorry. The, the stand. stand. Yes, yes. I can't wait for that. It's like in November, in December. It was like December seventeenth. I can't wait for that. Although having said that, I'm boycotting Netflix at the moment because of their cuties thing that they've put on there. Oh gosh, you're one of those. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen the ad or the uh, the post on Facebook about that. I refuse to watch it. I'll just refuse (laughs) to watch it and then move on with my life because you could boycott a bunch of stuff, but we'll go. Well, Well, the thing is, they need to pull it off the air. It's not appropriate to be on television. Yeah, no, I agree with you there, but there's also a lot of other things on a lot of other channels that need to be taken off if you want to go that route. <laughs> well, that's true as well. So, what did you think of the leap out into the next episode, Michelle? So, when he pulled out the new Lego channel, his new phone cover with Tina's picture on the front, on the back, because that's what I'm going to call it, his new phone case... And the door opened, and then they did the whole thing, and they talked about Cujo and all that stuff, and then he leapt out, and then he got on the bus. I was like, hey, wait a minute, that's the episode that they wanted me to watch. Yes. That was the next yeah, one. That's the one. Did you pick that up? Yeah, that was the one that uh, you guys had requested, and that's the one that... Uh, our guest from... Our guest from last... Recording. Watch, I'm trying to yeah, think. Cause Julianne Lowry. Yes. Uh, played, who played Cheryl Lynn Burge in that episode. Uh, and played Elena Forge in Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes. And actually, 
we're time traveling a little bit, that's actually going to be next month. Okay. Our interview with cool. her. Cool. <laughs> so she's requested our, our guest from, just so you know, Neil, we had had a guest on and she had given me permission because they won't let me watch these out of order. <laughs> I have to watch them in order, episode by episode by episode. And I can only watch them after we release them. So once it's edited and sent out, then I get to watch the next one. Or if I beg, I'm like, I watched this one. As long as we've watched it and re-record and we've talked about it, then I can watch the next episode. So I'm like, can we record? Can we record so we can watch the next episode, please? (laughs) So... I've been given permission by one of the actresses who's been in the Lee Harvey Oswald one to be able to watch her other one that she's been in. Which is the next episode that he leapt into. So I was like, hey, wait a minute. I know this one because she said I could watch it. I'm like, yes. I'm like, I can watch this one too. So. And then which episode did Deborah give you permission to watch? And, and then, um, oh, yeah. Deborah just said that you can watch any one of her episodes. Yeah, yeah Deborah's like, oh, you can watch any of them. And I'm like, I, I can't do that. I think it was the fire, the fire on, or Black on White or Fire, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. There was another oh, you one. You saw that though, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did watch that one. So, hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was any episode she'd written. Yeah. She just said, heck with Aaron, watch them all. Yeah, pretty much. I got permission <laughs> okay. by the one of the creators or writers to be like, you know what, you, you just go ahead, girl, watch them all. You know, and it's like, but I can't. Kind of ruins the whole premise of how we're running these. So I've been trying well, well, to be good. Well, Gloria's coming up, so you'll have fun with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I get, so now that I saw that, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I get to watch that one. And they were asking me when we first started podcasting if I had remembered any of them because I haven't. And I was like, well, I remember Al being pregnant in one of them. I re- or Sam being pregnant in one of them. I remember him turning into a black guy in one of them. I remember, like, little bits and pieces of certain things, like him having a pregnancy Pregnant, like a pregnant belly. And I don't remember a lot of other things, but I remember <laughs> things like that. So... I'm still waiting for him to be pregnant because I know that's going to happen somewhere. And we haven't hit that one yet. But then I'll ask questions and they're like, put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. Or Aaron will be flipping through the channels. I had said this before. Aaron will be flipping through the channels on the guide. And it'll say Quantum Leap. And he's like, oh, we can't even read the stupid synopsis of it because it'll there will be a thing on it on what it is. And I can't even read the stupid synopsis. Well, it's not they we. Won't. It's you. You can't read it. He won't let me read the stupid synopsis on it because he doesn't want me to know what the heck is going on. Spoilers! And see, Neil can contribute. Neil knows all about that because when he bought me the Harry Potter books. (laughs) So let me give you readers and Hayden, you'll get a kick out of this. I'm not a reader. In, In high school... Neil got... Neil is the only person who's ever really gotten me to read novels... In my entire life. Neil has been actually the only person who could get me to read. And it's not because I don't enjoy reading. It's actually pretty painful for me because of it it actually hurts to read due to some learning disabilities that I have. So um, Neil got me to read the Dragonlance books. And one of my favorite, favorite, favorite memories is reading the Dragonlance books and sitting in the band room at high school and reading about one of my favorite characters or our favorite characters, really, and finding out that he dies 
and I've got tears going down my face as I'm reading. And Neil won't tell me anything. And back then, God, thank God there was nothing like called Google because I probably would have Googled the shit out of this book. And I'm sitting there, I'm reading it, and I find out that the character died, and I threw the book across the whole band room because Neil gave me no forewarning (laughs) that this character was going to die. And I was so pissed off. And he, he that so lunchtime comes and he comes in and I chewed his butt out because he didn't tell me that this character was going to die. You had to experience it. I did. Preach on, brother. Well, how did you feel? How did you feel when Snape killed Dumbledore? Okay, so let's talk about Harry Potter. This is a Harry Potter uh, podcast. So no, no, no. So. <laughs> We so then there so I did not want to be on the Harry Potter train at all. Did not want to be on it. It was like everybody thought Harry Potter was super cool. Neil was a big fan of Harry Potter. He read all the books. And didn't want to be a pothead. I did not want to be a pothead at all. So what did Neil do? He went and bought me the first damn book for my birthday. And he knew that if he bought me the damn book, I would feel guilty not reading it. And so I started reading it. And the rule was, and the rule has always been since high school, if I buy you a book, you are not allowed to flip through the book and look for answers. <laughs> and so I have not flipped through books to get answers. But... Then there became more stupid Harry Potter books and more Harry Potter books. And they got bigger and they got thicker. And so it came down to where I started having to get like the audio books because uh, Aaron and I ended up moving. We Well, I got married and we got we moved hour away from where we commuted and that kind of thing. So it was good to have like the audio books and stuff. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? So I started flipping through the books and I had to call Neil and be like, Neil, I flipped through the book and I had to look because this and this happened. I'm sorry, Neil, but you did what? (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. I know, but I'm sorry. I'm ashamed of you. How dare you? (laughs) You would make me feel guilty for it. But I would have to call him and wrap myself out because... I would get in trouble, but it was worth it. But he would he would give me the what for, huh, Neil? Well, yeah, because the author wrote it in order for a reason. That's true. <laughs> well, you know what, Aaron? I think we're going to have to get Michelle to start reading the Quantum Leap novels and the comics. Nope. <laughs> I've got some of the comics. I've had them all at one time, but I've got rid of some of them. I have some of the comics. Michelle, for your birthday, I'll get you one of the books and then you have to read it. <laughs> well, I've got, a, I've, nope. got a, I've got, what, three or four of the novels still. I used to have them all. I say them all. I think I missed a couple at the end. Because um, the last one I never did read until recently. He just bought it recently, didn't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He just bought it. I was like, what's this? And he gets it in the mail. I'm like, oh, you got a book? He's like, yeah. And I'm like... I, I was like, he's like, don't you dare look at the back of the book. Don't you look at the synopsis. You can't. I'm like, damn it. I can't even look at the summary of the back of the book. But yeah, when they came out, I was picking them up and I'd read most of them. But since then, we've moved a couple of times. I got rid of some of my books to uh, conserve space. And then again, much like I did my G.I. Joe figures back in the early 90s. I got rid of them. I wish I wouldn't have. But I got rid of some of the novels. sitting here nodding his head like I know that feeling. <laughs> but yeah, I still wow. got like two or three of the novels out in the garage uh, in Manland. So 
No, they just know no buying me books. So I don't want to feel guilty because I'm not. I'm I'm looking there. I'm looking. That's right. Gwen sent it to her. We can go out manland. <laughs> yeah, it'll sit out in manland and be like, "Look, honey, look how pretty it is." It'll it'll sit there and it'll it'll collect dust in manland quite nicely. <laughs> Now, you know what, there might be a hidden bonus in it for you if you get one of the books, because, you know, if there are some episodes of the series that are important, mm-hmm. you know, for you to know what's going on in that book, then we'll have to get you to watch them, won't we? I will Google it and read the, the synopsis yeah, like, for There's you. a couple of books and a couple of comics that takes place that ties into the show. Oh, fabulous for you guys. Not for me, because <laughs> I don't... I don't but they're small, but yeah, I I might be able to handle it because they're small and they don't look intimidating. <laughs> but like, it's like a Harry Potter book that's like five inches thick. Are they really that no. big? Oh, okay, Ooh, you I'm, scared I'm, me. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. Uh, but since this isn't a Harry Potter podcast, let's back to Quantum Leap. And we were talking about reading those books, and you scared the bejesus out of me because <laughs> reading scares me, and unfortunately, and it's it's sad because actually I do love reading. That's the problem. I actually love reading. It's just it's never been something I could enjoy because of the fact that it's it's a painful. What it is is sadly with my brain the way it works is it literally almost gives me narcolepsy, and it's not a fun narcolepsy. It, it's it's a really it's not one of those where, like... Is there a fun narcolepsy? <laughs> I worked with a guy who worked that had narcolepsy. I, I don't know if it was fun for him, either. Well, you know, like, some people go take, go take a book, and they go to bed, they read for a little right. bit, it makes them tired, they fall asleep, and they go to bed. For me, it's, I'll read a few pages, it's almost exhausting to the point where your body hurts, you fall asleep for a few minutes, and then your brain snaps you back up to reality, and you're not tired anymore. So it's not one of those where it's a relaxing tiredness. Right. It's it's one of those where, oh shit, I woke up, and now I'm wide back awake, and I want to go back to reading, but I can't remember anything I just read. So it's like Groundhog's Day for reading. It's <laughs> the most horrible experience and you're like oh crap what did i just read i can't get through even a simple chapter half the time or if people are reading to me you could read to me a whole chapter and i'll fall asleep while you're reading the moment you stop reading i'll wake right up I've been and there. and i'm like why'd you stop reading you're like because you were sleeping and you were asleep for like the 15 minutes i was reading you were snoring and then I'll be like, well, go back to reading. You're like, well, would you remember anything I read? No. Go back to start reading from square one again. It's like my brain will not retain any part of the literature that you've just read. It's horrible. I've been there. <laughs> like, well, honey, no, you read to me. It's funny you were talking about Groundhog Day. This oh. episode of Quantum Leap uh, actually kind of has a little bit of Groundhog Day in it. Where a little bit. They'll reset the leap and it'll start again and he has to try and do it properly from the second time so I wonder if there's any more Groundhog Day sort of stuff that might happen in the series oh good lord we talked about one where he left twice because he's foreshadowing I'm not dumb the guy is foreshadowing (laughs) for another episode see what they do to (laughs) me Neil no don't maybe maybe I'm leading to you to a false trope who knows no you're not Hayden I have known you long enough already we've been podcasting long enough where where I if I could I'd lean over and just like pop you one because see what they do to me Neil they tease me they tease me (laughs) 
Put you can't take your hands off me, can you? <laughs> well, not with that man bod, Thor, Thor bod that you've got going on there with your like hairy nipples and the. the well, she married me. <laughs> your costume's just turning me on. It takes a lot of work to look this good, you know. I had a Thor bod before Thor was popular. <laughs> so real quick, back to Quantum Leap. You guys are talking about eight and a half months when yeah. he's pregnant. Uh-huh. That actually takes place two episodes after the Christmas episode he's talking about. Yeah. And it takes place like five episodes. We watched the and that's what it was, Black on White on Fire. That's when we watched. That's when the Deborah Pat wrote. Okay. Where he's left into the black man. It takes place like four episodes after that. Oh, okay. And what season? Season three. So we're almost there? Yeah. Well, no. We're like a season behind. Oh, <laughs> and Black on White on... We finished season one yet. Yeah, we do. we're finishing season one. Uh, Never going to see it. Black on White on Fire takes place after Miss Deep South, which we leapt into here. And then The Boogeyman. I'm sorry. The episode that should not be named. You know what? So, Lord Voldemort of episode. <laughs> but yeah, that takes place like the Black on Fire that you watched uh-huh. takes place. So there's an episode in between. For, the, for the, the theme song of this, just so you know, and I'm putting it in here so I don't forget, we are playing the Boogeyman by, oh, what's his name? Um, Paraman 5000's dad. What's his name? Dreadlocks. Know. He married a blonde chick who's in the movie of House Rob of Zombie? a Thousand. Yes! Uh. Rob Zombie. That is the song that's going to lead us into this thing. Because that song is so the song for this episode. I'm sorry, getting, getting sidetracked. I'm looking through Wikipedia at the different episodes. And like, that was a good episode. 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 Because he's seen them all, and I am <laughs> like barely on so well, season and, two. And so we watched, we was watching this on a. Uh, the NBC app? Yeah. And they've got them out of order, or they're missing episodes. Because we watched Play It Again, Seymour, which is the episode we're going to do. Are you dying? I'm doing my math in my head. I think it's okay. next month we're going to do Play, More, Play It Again, Seymour. The next episode that NBC apps played was What Price Gloria, that you mentioned earlier, Hayden. But they've missed three episodes. Well, part of that, too, is uh, what they originally did during the original run. If you were to watch the episodes one after the other on the DVDs, for example, what you'll see is that sometimes he leaps out into an episode that he's already done. Right. And, and sometimes it'll just leap out to something random. Play it again, Seymour, into What Price Gloria is a good example because they wanted to have a little bit of a cliffhanger that people would want to come back and watch for the second season. Yes, and they just decided, no, it's too early still, people won't get it, uh, and so they decided to put some other ones in between. Uh, but also, if they were going to be playing a repeat in the original run, then what they do is they leap out to that repeat. Right. And for some reason, the DVDs still have that original leap out in there, even though in syndication, they actually fixed them up and had them leap into the right one. So See, I don't I've, know why they didn't just put the syndicated version that was correct onto the DVDs. I've got the Blu-ray. I'm about to pay attention to that and see where he leaps out into. Because I know we watched yeah. Played Against Seymour, but I don't remember if we watched it on Blu-ray or if it's just on the, T, uh, the NBC app. So I'm have to watch that again and, before we record about it and see. That should be coming out next month, I think. So yeah, I'm going to have to but, watch uh, that again. All right. Yeah, but uh, he, he leaps into the color of truth about four times. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is the during the season. Everyone just wanted to keep seeing that they kept replaying. Well, it was a good episode. All right, I'm going to close my phone down because I keep being sidetracked watching all these great, great episodes on here. That, like, <laughs> I, that was a good episode. That was a good episode. Like Michelle said earlier, we've said previously, even a bad episode of Quantum is good TV. So. So I'm going to lead this into saying, Neil, do you have any final thoughts about the episode? We're going to wrap the episode up real quick. I liked it. It's, like I said, it's been years since I... So how did it feel watching one for... Since years? I mean, it was a Halloween episode, but it was still Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. How did it feel watching one for the first time since the 90s? <laughs> Early 90s, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. So I, I remember why you know, I liked watching it to begin with. Mm-hmm. wish I remembered more of what I watched way back then. But. I know you probably felt like a little bit of a fish out of water with the podcast and all mm-hmm. of us knowing all this stuff, but... Well, I'll get you back over here someday to record would some you, more. Would you feel comfortable maybe watching another episode? i watch a couple more and, yeah. And then feel more comfortable doing another mm-hmm. podcast with us? Yeah. Did Michelle you- wants to watch Mistakes Out. <laughs> but I don't have the restrictions Michelle has, so I just might go home and, you know, binge watch it all. Right you now. bastard! <laughs> See, and that is why he is my best friend for 28 years, but he's still a freaking bastard. <laughs> like, I won't tell her anything. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> What's that? Would you say? Give Michelle little. Give Michelle little tidbits. I like giving her misinformation. That's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. You know what he'll do is what he'll do is he'll go home like in a few days or like next weekend. He'll go. He'll go and he'll find the NBC app. He'll pull it up. He'll watch a few episodes. He'll get a few under his belt and then he'll message me and be like, "Wow, I didn't know Tina died." And then he'll be like, "Wow, spoilers." Al really like did. I didn't know. Al hates Sam now and I'll be like Neil you suck <laughs> and it'll be it'll be misinformation that I'll know really hasn't happened or, or I'll be like Aaron sure? Neil said that such and such happened and, and then Aaron will play into it he's like Neil shouldn't be telling you that why is Neil telling you that and then, then those two will get on it and then those two will be playing me and the next thing you know I'll be like you guys suck and then Aaron will see me like grab my phone and he'll be like don't you dare Google that <laughs> and Aaron is such a jerk. He would play along with Neil. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, just, just wait till Michelle gets to the episode where Gushy watches porn on Ziggy and gives her a computer virus. That's really <laughs> the one that you've got to see. You're spilling drinks. <laughs> he just killed my husband. He just spilled alcohol all over the couch and himself because you made him laugh too. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers see, see, I don't know if in- I like this all boys club thing going on right now. <laughs> but yeah, that struck me higher than it should have. <laughs> but yeah, now I can see. And you, you know what? Maybe you should go home and watch it. Or maybe you should just go home. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that would be that'd be probably a good idea. Go home and watch some episodes or maybe catch up to where we're at mm-hmm. and then we're at the end of the first season, just to let you know. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> so if you watch all five seasons and come back and taunt, Michelle, go for it. <laughs> Aaron's dying over here. He just thinks it's the funniest thing. He's taking his glasses off and rubbing his forehead. <laughs> Man, I'm so loved. It's <laughs> a party at the mouse mouse house. <laughs> mouse, have mouse. another glass of wine, Uncle Mike. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Um, so Michelle, any other thoughts on a few all I'm going home. On the boogie man episode. The bo- I'm just doing it to... To be a butthead. To be a butthead. Um, no, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I liked it. I liked picking up... I love... I'm going to call them Hidden Mickeys. I like when I can find the Steve, like the Stephen King stuff. Especially when I pick up pick up on it right away. Or the 666. and Or like the uh, 966 and then right. it switches. I love that stuff. That's the stuff that keeps me locked into a show. Because then my little super sleuthing mind, even when I don't want to. So, quick story to tell earlier. <laughs> um, Michelle was saying that, you know, sometimes she picks up on these things you shouldn't have or whatever. Even when I'm not That's trying. how her mind works. A couple of years ago, me and a buddy of mine, Dean, well, we, we rented a limo. And Monty, we rented a limo and we took our wives out to dinner and we were doing like a special night. Our daughter was like three. So, this wasn't a couple years ago. This was, she was little. It was like 10 years ago, nine years ago. Yeah. She's been a couple years ago. Um, a couple years ago. So we're, we were going to take him to a haunted house, but we didn't tell him what we were doing. And we were going to take him to a restaurant that they like called Cool Hand Luke's. Cool Hand Luke's. Cool Hand Luke's. He's learned his words, Neil. <laughs> and uh, so as we're going to a haunted house, she's like, okay, we're at this location here. We're at this location okay, here. Let me tell Her the story here. Her mind's things together. So we're... They wouldn't tell us anything. They just, they're like, girls, we're going to, they even had friends come over and paint the girls' nails. So all of us girls of the the wives, we were like, what's going on? They're like, just get ready. We're going to, we're going to take you out somewhere. We didn't even know that there was a limo involved. We didn't know we're going out to dinner. We had no clue what was going on. Um, Someone came, one of our friends came over they painted our nails, which was really sweet. And then when we walked out the door, there was a limo out front. And we lived over an hour away from the restaurant. Right. But I grew up in the area where the restaurant was located. But the people that we went with had not. So I worked in that area. I traveled when Aaron and I dated. I drove that area all the time, back and forth. Like the, I mean, I could drive in my sleep back and forth in that area because I mean every weekend we were driving back and forth to and forth when we were dating so it was not a big deal knowing that area but everybody else like I said no one knew that area even the men who were going didn't know that area Aaron knew the area because he worked in Fresno as well so I'm looking out the window and I'm like where are we going like I Putting a puzzle together, that yeah, was exciting for me. It wasn't just, where are we going? As we're driving along, it's like, okay, well, there's there, so we're headed this way. So we're, he- we're headed east on Blackstone. No, no, not uh, east, Shaw. because I don't know my east and west, well, north and west. Neil's laughing because he yeah. knows that. It's not landmarks. East. These but were We're like, headed this way on, on Blackstone, and we're on Blackstone. We're headed this way. So what restaurants are on this street? You know? Yeah, she's putting it together in her head as we go along. But in my head... In my head. It wasn't all in your head. Okay, well, maybe it wasn't. I was probably saying stuff out loud, too. Mm-hmm. And so then I got excited and not thinking. 
I said, oh, we're going to Cool Hand Luke's. Which is a restaurant. I don't know if you guys have it elsewhere, but it's in the Fresno area. It's a steakhouse is what in it Fresno, is. Fresno, California. Yeah. And um, everybody else got pissed off at me because I ruined the surprise. But I just got excited. Well, I think, I think you also guessed the haunted house. Because it was near it Halloween. Was, it was Halloween. And then they were driving to a weird location in Fresno in the middle of like downtown Fresno. And I'm like, I bet you anything we're probably, and I'm just talking to my friend. I'm like, I bet you anything we're going to a haunted house. Shut up. It's so good, isn't it? And like, they're like, oh, shut up. Rah, 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 rah. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, all you had to like do is like not say anything and not react. And then like, it would have been no big deal. But like, they all like got all butthurt, you know, <laughs> where the other person that could have, they all could have just shut up and like not even reacted to it and it would have been no big deal because I'm like and that was the thing and that's just how my brain works it was kind of like one Christmas Eve my first husband and I we like to do renaissance fairs and we're just walking down target aisle and my mom had called me my my mother bless her heart had called me one day and said hey Michelle is it okay that we give you and your husband a gift together like it'd be a a unison gift i'm like yeah sure no problem as we're walking down target and i'm not paying attention whatsoever i looked at my husband i said i bet you my mom's buying us a tent for christmas so i said hey nick watch this so i call my mom up and i'm hey mom nick and i are at target what what's What's a good size tent that we should get for for the Renaissance pairs? She goes, Michelle. She goes, don't you dare buy a tent. And I'm like, why? Like we're we're just looking. They have tents on sale. She's like, don't you dare buy a tent right now. And I'm like, why? She's like, just don't. And I'm like, all right. And I hang up and I told him, I looked at Nick and I go, I told you she bought us a tent for Christmas. He's like, you are so evil. You're the worst. And sure enough, that's what she bought us for Christmas that year. And and my mom hates when I tell that story. She's like, but the thing was, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't, it's just my brain puts two and two together so quickly, even when I'm not trying. That's the way your mind works. So episodes like this where I'm like, that's Stephen King. You know, watch that, that number right there is going to flip from the nine to the six. That's how Cujo. Many, how many times have you done that to me when I've tried to surprise you with something? Yes. <laughs> at this. Oh, we're at this point here. So I bet we're doing this. Shut up. I I try not to. I really do. I try not to. I I mm-hmm. like I I literally try not to. And my brain's like, "Oh, well, you know, like our anniversary this this year, I was like, "Well, I know he knows I don't like Cool Hand Luke's anymore, so I know he's not going to take me to Cool Hand Luke's. I wonder what restaurant he's going to take me to. I figured you were going to take me to Westwoods." But when you went the opposite way to Westwoods, I'm like, well, where's he going to take me? Oh, I, I bet you he's going to take me to Chili's. And sure enough, you took me to Chili's. And as I'm driving, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should go a different direction and drive like, you know, <laughs> down this way and go a mile or two out of the way just to throw her off. But anyways, I think we've gotten off track somewhere. But yeah, so that's that's my retarded. Well, Neil... Neil would do what he would do in high school with my gifts is he would the one time the CD 
the CD, my Mariah Carey CD, <laughs> that bastard, he literally wrapped my Mariah Carey CD, and what he did is he took it, and he put it on the top of the lid of the box, because he knew I knew what I was getting. <laughs> he, I knew I was getting the Mariah Carey CD from <laughs> Aaron's giving him a big thumbs up. I knew I was getting a CD for my birthday, or Christmas, or whatever it was. Was it my birthday or Christmas? Either one, yeah. I don't know. And so what he did is he put in a nice size box... And he put the Mariah Carey CD on top of the lid of the box. And then he covered the lid with paper so you couldn't see the, the actual CD on top of the lid. Oh, keep that in mind. And then he put boxes upon boxes upon boxes to the point where there was a paper the size of a pea wrapped <laughs> in a ball. And then when I wrapped that, inside that, there was a note that said, you missed it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, the fuck? (laughs) And I was disappointed. And I'm like, what the heck? Because, you know, and then my head, I'm like, as I'm unwrapping, I'm like, ooh, it's this. Ooh, it's this. Ooh, it's this. Like, I'm like, okay, well, he didn't give me a CD, but maybe it's this. Like, ooh, maybe it's a friendship bracelet. Ooh, it's maybe it's this. Ooh, it's this. And then it gets smaller and smaller. And then it's not that. And now I'm getting disappointed because now it's not this. And I'm getting more disappointed. But I'm like, I know, like, Neil and I have always gotten each other, like, fantastic gifts. We've always gotten each other great stuff. And then I get to the, you missed it. Like, what the heck? And he finally had to tell me, it's in the lid, dummy. Like, and I open it up and it's my Mariah Carey CD, which was in the lid. Like, you butthead. See, he was just setting you up for me. (laughs) You're disappointed, you're disappointed, you're disappointed. Now, you see, what's happened is Neil's been distracting you long enough so that Aaron, who's forgotten that it's Christmas, has been able to go off and get you a present, and in that time, come back and make sure you're not going to be mad at him. <laughs> Thank you, Hayden. <laughs> that sounds about like me. But anyways, I don't think we're talking about Christmas, we're not talking about gifts, we're talking about a show called Quantum Leap. So, Hayden. This episode soon, though. Do you have any thoughts on this episode? The episode uh, that shall not be named. It's fun. It's a fun episode. Always super creepy to watch, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, it doesn't creep me out now, obviously. But right. I think uh, the first time I watched it, yeah, I got a little creeped out. So I would say that. Job. Yeah, no, I agree with you. First time I watched it, again, I watched this first run. And yeah, when when Deval showed up, I was like, "What the heck?" And then when Sam kind of reset the leap, whatever happened there, I was like, well, "Wait, what? Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> so no, I agree with you 100. It was I'm a little slow, so I didn't pick up on Deval until he actually announced it. But <laughs> I enjoyed. It. I thought it was a great episode. Uh, when you suggested it, you sent me a uh, you sent me a, a Facebook message saying we should do this. I'm like, that's a good episode. We See, are... I have no memory of that. Maybe the leap's reset and we're in the alternate the alternate version of it. I, I have no memory of doing that. It's a possibility. Or maybe it was when you were watching your footy ball. <laughs> Possibly. All the Tigers had an awesome win the other day. And the Magpies, who are my most despised team, got absolutely slaughtered yesterday too. So it's been a good weekend. Nothing wrong with that, buddy. <laughs> so unless anyone else has anything else to say about this episode... The episode that should not be named. Uh, Neil? Man. Dance the dance with the devil's gonna get burned. 
Neil, any other, any other thoughts on this? He's like, no, we should be done now. I want to be done. I want to go home. Shut up. Quit talking. I think I've given final thoughts twice now. <laughs> Michelle, last final thoughts. Nope, I'm done. So Hayden? Neil can go home. Hayden, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think you should watch Mistake South before you send Neil home. <laughs> All right, let me get the room. Let me turn it on right now. What can I bribe him with now? Anyways, yeah, I think we've talked about everything we can talk about this episode. Um, I want to thank you guys all for coming to the Halloween party. Yep. I like all your costumes. Neil, take the shade off your head. <laughs> Put your clothes back on. Quit dancing on the table. Please. <laughs> and you can't go anywhere. You've been drinking, so you, you're going to have to stay and watch the episode anyway because you can't drive. <laughs> You too, Hayden. I oh, you trust drunk. me. I've seen him drunk right now. He's not drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's only the water. <laughs> <laughs> and Hayden's Australian, so they're always drunk. So <laughs> we expect for a prison colony. <laughs> and with that, we're going to call it a night. Neil, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for yeah. having me. Thank you for spending the day with us. It's been enjoyable. Hayden, once again, as usual, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate this. Yeah. Thanks for, yeah, for being welcome. here again. Always lots of fun. Always a lot of laughs. And I guess until probably next week when we release the next episode, uh, we'll see you guys then. Yep. Good plan. Don't let the boogeyman catch you. And you know what? Because you've said that name so many times, Michelle, <laughs> I can guarantee you it hasn't recorded properly. You know what? If it hasn't oh, recorded... Aaron just gave you a look. <laughs> <laughs> If it Why hasn't, is that recording? I'll tell you what, if it hasn't recorded properly, you can buy me the first book and I'll have to read it. I'll buy you a book anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's already on the way. I don't want to read any porn, Hayden. <laughs> read porn. There's a lot of people who read porn. No, they don't read. Harlequin novels. Oh, true. And Twilight novels. Yeah. Did you read those, Neil? No. <laughs> Yeah, we watched the first movie and we're like, okay, we're done. <laughs> that was a funny thing to ask you. I'm lucky enough ever to watch those movies or read the books. Yeah, I watched the first movie because it was. No, you can leave whatever you want. You don't have to stay anymore because we're just rambling now. <laughs> You know, you can stop. You don't have to be polite. You can go whenever you want. It was Vampire, so I watched the first movie. Actually, me and Michelle watched <laughs> the first movie. Stop. It's like the song that never ends. What's that? I said, I wonder if there's a vampire episode of Quantum That would be so cool. I like vampire stories. Actually, if you remember, I've been drinking. You haven't. There was a, when he leapt out of a certain episode, he did leap into someone with fangs. I don't remember that. I know you don't. You probably slept through it. Blah, blah, blah. But we'll have to watch that and see. Blah, blah, blah. But it's going to be like five years down the road. But I tell you what, the best vampire in fiction is the Count from Sesame Street. And I'll tell you why. Yes. Because in vampire folklore, vampires suffered from arrhythmomania, which is the compulsion to count everything. <laughs> so the Count is actually the most truthful um, interpretation of a vampire from folklore in fiction. See, I never knew that, but growing up, the Count was always my most favorite character on Sesame Street. Did it seem like to you, or did it sound like it was really hard for him to say that? <laughs> did, did it seem like it was really hard for him to get that out? I've had a couple of drinks, but... You can say it just fine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Neil. 
The Count was the most popular character, like my most Count. favorite character on Sesame Street. I always I loved like the Count. Him. You liked Grover. Was it Grover liked you liked? Grover, yes, yeah. but the Count was... The Count was up there. Mm-hmm. And the chef, the Swedish chef? Yeah. Oh, that was, that was the Muppets. Never mind. Have a drink, Uncle Mike. Yeah, I've had. I've. Well, I really haven't had too much to drink. I learned that at Chili's. I know what it feels like to have too much to drink now. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Starbright Project. Join us monthly as we continue leaping with Sam and Al. If you like the show, I recommend buying Quantum Leap on Blu-ray. You can also watch it on the NBC website or app. The only thing on this show that Michelle and I own are our thoughts and opinions. NBC Universal own the rights to Quantum Leap, and any songs that we use are owned by their respective owners. Any clips we use, we're using good faith for the show. I know this doesn't excuse us legally, but we just want NBC to sue us. We're just big fans of the show and want to share that love with the world. For more podcasting goodness, check out the other shows on the Headcast Network. Head Speaks is released on the first Tuesday of the month, where I talk about comics, TV shows, movies, books, and whatever I want, but it's usually geek-related. G.I. Joe, a roller market headcast, is normally out the second Tuesday of the month, where a rotating batch of guest hosts and I discuss the G.I. Joe comics and cartoons from the 80s. The third Thursday brings us Task Force X, where I talk about John Ostinger's Suicide Squad and Paul Kupperberg's Checkmate comics, both from the late 80s, early 90s. Finally, the fourth Tuesdays of the month, we have the Starman Manhunter Adventure Hour, where I examine the Will Payton Starman comic and the Mark Shaw Manhunter comics, again, both from the late 80s. Then on Thursdays, I release my second batch of shows, where Michelle shows up on most of them. The first Thursday of the month, I'll be releasing the Starbright Project, a Quantum Leap podcast, where Michelle and I look at the greatest time travel show in the late 80s and early 90s. Then the second Thursday of the month, look for Retrospect of the 80s. You guessed it, Michelle and myself take a time travel trip back to the greatest decade that was, in my opinion. The third Thursday will possibly, maybe, bring another show, Voyager's Cast, where Michelle, I, and some guests look at the best time travel show from the early 80s. And finally, on the fourth Thursday of the month, I have Bravo Team, where myself and possibly some guest hosts talk about anything G.I. Joe related, not covering the main G.I. Joe show. Also, if you like what I'm doing, please check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash headcastnetwork. If you're enjoying my shows, throw a few bucks in the bin. You'd be most appreciated. But that'll do it for this episode. Join us next time to see where Sam ends up. Oh, boy. on us and Hayden. Grayson, what are you doing? Wondering aimlessly. What is he doing? Is he sitting down on the table? Walk around the table. Go get in bed, son. Go get in bed. Mommy will play play, uh, Nintendo tomorrow together. Go get in bed. Go get in bed. What are you doing? What are you looking for? He's walking around the table. Go get in bed. No, you're not taking the Nintendo to bed with you. Go put it back. We'll play it tomorrow. That reminds me of a funny joke. Did you know that when Michael put it back. died, he had, he had all the plastic in his body melted down and turned into Nintendo Wii's so little boys could play with him for a change? Hey, go get in bed. Now.
Put it down and go to bed. Why are you pulling down your pants? I'll be right back. Yeah, Grace is staying in the dining room. Naked. Without, oh, he's got a shirt on. Without his pants and underwear. Holding the Nintendo. Holding the Nintendo. Hey, heard it's a party. I'm telling you, it's a party at the Moss household. It's I, love all of, I love all of the different ways they come up with to pretend that their connection's fucked so that they can pretend that they're not there. Like, the best one that I saw was someone who took a picture of themselves but also put a little watermark of like the busy symbol, that circle that is right. oh. busy and frozen. <laughs> took a picture of that and put that up as their background so it was like they were stuck. <laughs> I don't know. It depends when I get editing it, how I feel. <laughs> All right, Michelle's back. I think you were telling a funny story, and I missed most of it because I had a problem with my headphones, and then Grayson showed up. So can you say your story again, please? I don't even know what I was talking about at this point. I was just worried about Grayson peeing on the floor. <laughs> I find it funny that you call yourself an atheist, but we won't go there right now. Yeah. Oh. No, we won't go there. I, 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 I think I think he thinks he's an atheist. I'm a reformed atheist. Yeah. I, I'll just <laughs> Hayden. I'll say he thinks he's an atheist, but we won't go there. He he thinks he's an atheist, but oh, there's there's. Uh, a, if you if you think <laughs> Don't sip it. Let's drink the whole thing. No! I think, I think we're all just Freudian slipping and not wanting to leave, so... We're just hanging out now. No, you hang up first. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's like, I want to go home. It's midnight. All right, Neil, you go home. Thank you, sir. It was enjoyable talking to you. Or you can hang out more if you're having fun. <laughs> or you can hang out here. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah, we're having fun. Like I told you on Facebook, I'm I when I first messaged you and uh, Albie, since you guys are busy with the Quantum Leap podcast, I didn't think you'd take time out to deal with me, but I appreciate the fact that you did. I still want to try talking to Albie. I don't think I've ever got to talk to Albie yet. He's talked to us briefly on uh, one of the episodes. He was letting us know that Hayden wasn't coming through properly. Oh, oh, that's right. But we haven't actually talked to him on an episode. When can we yeah, get him? He was our technical advisor that day. Oh, that's Albie, right. if you're listening, you need to talk with us. It's not really Albie. It's Deb Albie. <laughs> 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 oh, this is a great night. I'm glad we did this. Uh, again, thank you, Neil. Uh, can you tell me? Because I'll, I'll never leave otherwise. Yeah. All right, bye. All right, Thanks, Hayden. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,